0: Welcome to Down the River Podcast. My name is Landon Little. And this is Brent Clark. And today we're sitting in Three Rivers Distillery with Aaron, one of the owners or yeah, owners. Owners. one of the owners of uh, Three Rivers Distillery. Uh, this is the first distillery in Fort Wayne. Uh, big, big stuff happening with this. Uh, the grand opening is actually uh, February 13th, which is when you guys will be listening to this. We'll be releasing it. Uh, so go ahead and tell us a little bit, just a little rundown of your guys' establishment and what's going on here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We are uh, proud to be the first legal distillery in Fort Wayne since Prohibition. We make everything grain to bottle here in, uh, in-house. We use all Indiana source grains. Uh, very honored to already be an award-winning distillery just two years into this. And uh, now we're getting ready to share this with uh, the general public uh, starting on the 13th uh with our tasting room uh opening grand opening and expansion here
0: so it's really cool the location that you guys grabbed here it's kind of on the south side of fort wayne uh the building and all the work that you've done so far right now in this building is amazing uh uh, you just want to give the address and stuff because i don't think because it's kind of off the road and no one (laughs) yeah (laughs) um
1: We are on the south side of downtown Fort Wayne. We're on the corner of Clinton and Wallace, so it's 224 East Wallace Street. Uh, We had to choose this location because we wanted to be a part of the growth downtown, but also legally to distill, you have to be in an an industrially zoned area. And so Mm -hmm. that's why we picked this location. We found an old building that used to be, uh, well, originally in the 1940s, it was the start of Wholesome Bakery, Um, but it was an abandoned building for quite a few years. We came in, cleaned it up. We had to tear down the building next to it and that's where we built this tasting room that's going to be opening up
0: awesome so what made you want to get into the distillery business what what was the ideas that you uh you and your other co-owners sat down to talk about
1: yeah um so this all started a relationship from guys that i served in the military with uh steven and travis Uh, with the two co-founders here. And Travis was inspired by uh, Mississippi River Distilling Company, which is out in Iowa. He was out there on a trip, uh, went in to go visit it, found out that they were making Cody Road Bourbon, which is a nationally distributed bourbon. And uh, he called back to Steve and said, hey, can we do this in our hometown? He said, absolutely. Uh, So those guys worked for about two years uh, through all of the permitting process that comes along with this, finding location, finding financing. Um, one of them is an accountant. The other one is a compliance guy. And so uh, Steve and I were having breakfast together just as friends do. And, uh, and he had mentioned something to me. And I just have a passion for building businesses. I love doing this. I love, uh, call me crazy, like the entrepreneurial <laughs> side of things. Um, but I, uh, I went full bore into this. So uh, I got involved and uh, just started to grow this brand. Very cool. So
2: how long from idea to conception did it take approximately
1: it took approximately three years so once they decided to do it right we can't it's hard to say we practiced distilling without incriminating yourself right we, <laughs> sure, yeah, no, we studied that uh, yeah we studied uh distilling um the guys did a great job working through the red tape that comes along with this one of the biggest hurdles to this industry is actually getting the permits and then when you're trailblazing in a new town you are dealing with new agencies and they haven't really dealt with this yet before. So it took quite a bit, but about three years before we actually flipped the switch and started distilling.
2: Very nice. Uh, What was the hardest part? Was it just the permitting? Did you have a harder time doing financing because it is such a new thing for Fort Wayne? Did you have a hard time just getting the idea to catch? Uh, And,
1: you know, we, we had a great investor and a great partner in that sense and used all private financing for this. So um, someone that has a vision to, to make Fort Wayne what we all see it becoming. So that definitely wasn't difficulty. You know, it was um, probably had a lot more to do with just the unknowns of the industry, right? There's not a ton of stuff to go look at when you're starting up this business. Um, craft distilling is about 20 years behind where craft brewing is. And so not a lot of good case studies yet to to figure out exactly what you want to do.
2: (laughs) Now, did you guys go out and reach out to other small size craft distillers for help?
1: Absolutely, yeah. We
2: utilized the Indiana
1: Distillers Guild uh, to meet a lot of the folks in Indiana. We went to surrounding states. I mean, up in Michigan, they got journeymen, uh, and that's a killer spot, you know, and to go and meet with them. And then we also utilized the expertise of other Um, adult beverage industries uh, producers here in Fort Wayne uh, with the breweries and the wineries that are around and just talking to all of them to ensure that we're doing things right it was kind of the sanity check for us as we're continuing to grow
0: you guys have definitely been killing it on all your social (laughs) media and your samplings i've seen you guys doing a lot of samplings uh, uh, collaborations Uh, so yeah that's definitely something that you guys have been pushing. I mean, that's how I found out was because you guys were posting on social media and stuff yeah. about your collaborations and your ta- taste test. Unfortunately, I never made it to any taste testings and I'll have to come February 13th for the opening to taste Absolutely, it. Absolutely,
1: yeah. We'll continue to do those out there in the uh, in the market. You know, I mean, we. We wanna support our local uh, retailers as well. They've been great uh, advocates for us for the past couple of years. And then, yeah, you have the opportunity here for sure. We don't sleep much. Yeah, I'll probably sleep here in a couple of years when we get a chance to breathe.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, we wanna just share is just how much work that you guys have actually put into it. Cause people, I bet three years ago, people didn't know this was popping up and it, you guys have really gained some traction here in the past like three, four months. I see on everything. Uh, What's one of the cool things that you've learned while building such a new thing in Fort Wayne?
1: Uh, you know, one of the best things that I've seen is the support of the of Fort Wayne, of Northeast Indiana, right? Um, like you said, we've had great traction and continue to build, but the core has been right here in our hometown and just the outpouring of support that this town has had for um, for our new business and our new growth, you know, it's just been incredible. It's been overwhelming and it's it's been pretty awesome. I mean, we're lucky enough to be one of the fastest growing distilleries the state's ever seen. We're in 250 locations in Indiana. We crossed the entire state. We're in every major market in Kentucky, and we just kicked off sales in Chicago, right? And to do all that in roughly 24 months, um, you had to have a good base. And that base was Fort Wayne. That base was uh, was here in our, our hometown um, supporting us and supporting the
2: growth. And that's kind of one of the themes we've seen, just talking to people about if they're interested in doing the podcast with us is, is how open and supporting most of the local businesses here are. They, I mean, everybody's talking about, hey, you should talk to these guys. They're doing something great. You know, get involved. But I'm no. still going back to the fact that we haven't had any of their alcohol
0: yet. We should be doing proper market research. <laughs> <laughs> we will. I mean, I'm gonna. Uh, we'll we'll run down uh, on our socials and everything. Definitely, we will definitely be coming to their uh, grand opening one. and everything. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some liquors and stuff. What, what, in your opinion, Aaron, is your favorite? Your favorite one liquor that you guys have created
1: uh without a doubt
0: it's got to be the franklin b
1: rye whiskey which uh right now it's only available here at the distillery we don't have enough to put out into distribution yet we will uh probably by this summer but um number one it is a quality whiskey rye whiskey has seen a huge resurgence in the market my favorite yeah with uh (laughs) with uh the bourbon boom again um now people are going back to the traditional rye which was the prohibition era style whiskeys um, we were lucky, uh, I'll say lucky, because it was the first strand of rye that we actually uh, utilized. It was a local rye and it turned out to be an amazing rye. And one of the things that's very unique about our rye whiskies is it's 100% rye, which you won't find that in most rye whiskeys out there. they utilize corn as well, uh, mostly because it's cheaper to make that way, but you get a little bit sweeter and you can bring the bourbon uh, people. People love that palette. Right, kind of the crossover. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I absolutely love the Franklin B. Rye. And, the, and then the other thing that I love about it is the story. Um, we are a primarily veteran-owned and operated organization, and we have one gentleman here who's a Vietnam vet, and his name is Bruce. And Bruce was in here finishing drywall. Uh, on contract when we originally were redoing the distillery. Um, And we hired Bruce when we found out he was a welder, he loved it, he had a great story, you know, stories Mm -hmm. for everything. He's one of those guys that's been everywhere in the world. And so, um, we get Bruce in here, and for the first couple months, um, we kept getting phone calls for a Franklin. And we had no idea who the hell Franklin was. (laughs) And uh, so we kept saying, we don't have a Franklin that works here. Well, finally Bruce says, hey, that's that's my first name. And so I was like, you got to be kidding me. I never saw that. <laughs> so, um, so we wanted to honor him. We, uh, Bruce always jokes that he's not going to be around forever like most of us young guys. And so um, with his work ethic and his passion for this place, I mean, he absolutely loves the distillery. We decided to name it after him. So it is Franklin B., which stands for Franklin Bruce Rye Whiskey. And uh, I had the labels shipped to my house so he wouldn't see them. So, and Bruce labels every single bottle of, of uh, product we make here, and so he was looking for the label when we first started bottling it, and I handed it to him, and um, you could tell he was overcome with emotions. He looked at me later, and he goes, you know, because he's a Texan, he's like, you know, I don't cry, but if I did, <laughs> today would be the day. And so you could just really tell it okay, meant cool. a
0: lot to him, Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So, everybody listening, you hear that only in the distillery. You can only get it at the distillery. So, you guys need to come by.
2: Absolutely. That's if I don't steal it all. To me. <laughs> I got my eye on it now. So, you you spent, what, two years before the tasting room? Yeah. Or was it
1: three? I was two basically to uh march of 2016 is when we uh started distilling here and it'll be february of 2018 when we open this
2: okay so going back to the start what was your production say the first year and how did it compare to the second year and then when did you decide we need a tasting room we're we're starting to expand
1: yeah so the tasting room was always in plan like it was Um, something that we knew we could do originally when we started though there was a three-year waiting period from the time you started distilling to where you could open a production room uh, Mm -hmm. or a tasting room and that was an Indiana law and then everybody thinks oh that's an old blue law no it was actually an Indiana law that was created in 2015 really yeah and it really put a hamper on this growing industry Uh, we were lucky enough that our uh, local representative for this area uh, was able to help us out Uh, We got that reduced to 18 months last year. And so once that happened, that's when the tasting room really kicked off. Our production originally was first three clear spirits, right? Uh, Clear spirits we can turn in about two weeks. So we had a vodka, a white rum, and a gin that all went out the door uh, within two months of starting production. But the whole time we were making bourbon, the biggest problem is bourbon takes time to age, right? And that's one of the biggest challenges with your investors, with financing, with all that stuff is we're going to make all this product that's going to sit in oak, you know, b- beautifully charred oak barrels right. and we're not going to realize any revenue for years off of it. <laughs> and so uh, finding uh, inventive ways to to come up with that um, that revenue in the meantime was, was challenging. But uh, this tasting room has always been in works. So we're just lucky enough that the law changed that so we can open it a little bit sooner.
2: So going back to bourbon takes time to age, did you guys go into it blind or did you have an idea of how your bourbon's going to turn before, I mean, they've come to age? Well,
1: it's all done to taste. And so, yeah, it was kind of going into a blind. Uh, We were lucky enough to have a a gentleman approach us who now has a local cooperage here in town that we buy from and is really an expert on the oak and the the wood that we use. And so we use smaller vessels. We use five-gallon vessels right now, and that helps accelerate the aging process. Uh, one, we're using good quality white oak. We get it from uh, Canton Coopers down in Kentucky and it's got to be uh, 42 month air season American white oak, which is very specific. Very mm-hmm. specific. Yeah. Barrels. But we, uh, we got to have that. Um, that's key to the taste and the quality of the, of the bourbon. Number two is you got to have exposed surface area of the charred wood to the alcohol. And by using a smaller vessel, you get a lot more exposure of that alcohol to the surface area. And then three is diurnal shifting. That's the temperature fluctuations that happened in the Rick House down in Kentucky, um, and we're able to do that, what they call false diurnal shift here, by moving those smaller vessels in and out of hot and cold rooms, so we can induce that aging a lot sooner. Our plan has always been to get to 53 gallon barrels, the larger b- barrels, but uh, right now we're doing fives. So we're going to move into 15s, and then we'll move into the, to the larger ones. Um, so it's. Uh, but it is all done to taste and we did not know originally when we put bourbon into barrels exactly how long it was going to take we were lucky enough that um, our uh, first uh, batch of bourbon aged uh, very well in eight months and uh, uh, just happy to say that it actually won the award at the heartland spirits festival up in chicago as the best bourbon produced in indiana which just blew people away the fact that we were so young we were beating out people that sourced bourbon we're beating out people that have been doing this for over six generations, and here we are some young guys from Fort Wayne, some young military you guys right? <laughs> and we figured out something that um, that uh, that ended up winning the award, and we just, I'm, I'm so uh, thankful
2: for our talented staff for that. So what's the youngest bourbon that you guys are offering, is uh, it eight months?
1: Yeah but actually at this point everything is even moving past that eight month period, so as we've continued to keep up with the demand um we are continuing to let that age longer uh so right now our uh, label says that it's a minimum of eight months in oak cast but um most of that stuff that's going into the to the bottles now is a year and then once i know that all of them
2: are a year we'll change the age statement we'll move the age statement up so uh, people know what they're getting so long-term goal what's the oldest bourbon you want to Age.
1: What, what are you shooting for? Yeah, uh, we actually have barrels. We've just been lucky that almost every single person we interviewed is, is perfect for the fit here. Um, from the soft openings we've had with close friends and family, right, they're going to be your biggest critics. Mm-hmm. Um, with the food has been um, top notch, phenomenal food. Uh, we have a full menu here. Um, and then the cocktails are right on par with that. Uh, each one of the uh, spirits that we offer here so our harvester vodka our summit city gin our river city rum our weeded bourbon our franklin b rye whiskey our 122 which is our 122 proof proof unaged corn whiskey and uh, the coffee the core which we teamed up with utopian coffee here in town all of them are outstanding all of them have multiple cocktails with them so um you're bound to find something that you're going to like here um i just am so excited to have the public in here uh, mm-hmm. to see the artistry, feel the you know the sights, the sounds, the smells, everything that comes along with distilling, and to do it all while drinking a, a smoked old fashioned or, or you know something pretty cool we have here.
0: All right, and what time is that that you open up?
1: So our uh, grand opening will be at 4 p.m. on February 13th. Uh, we'll have a ribbon cutting ceremony just right before that. We'll be open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 4 to 9 p.m. Friday from 4 to 11. Saturday from noon to 11, and Sunday from 10 to 5. And the Sunday menu will be specific brunch menu. So we'll have a lot of cocktails dealing with the coffee liqueur. We'll have a Bloody Mary bar, and we'll have some killer waffles and eggs, stuff like that. So
2: I'm still thinking about smoked (laughs) old-fashioned.
0: So for everybody listening to this podcast, it's today. It is opening tonight, so make sure you guys check it out. February 13th, Tuesday. Who we're talking to people in the future. Yeah, future (laughs) talking. But all right, Aaron, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to talk to us about this. And hopefully we can get the word out to everybody. Yeah, my pleasure,
1: gentlemen. I I appreciate you reaching out to me. I wish you the best of luck with this. And uh, come back and see us when we get uh, some other things going on here.
0: Yeah, we definitely will. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you really, really loved it. You guys know we are trying to bring our best to the podcast. So whether you are walking your dog, traveling to or from work, or just cleaning the house, I hope this brought just a little bit of value to your day. Since we are new, it would be greatly appreciated if you could share this or just tell a friend about us. Thank you, guys.